Ron's already been introduced and has a few things from God's Word for us this morning as well. And Ron had no idea how much time he would have or not have, and so we will just allow the Lord to add or subtract as he feels fit. This is a very dangerous thing to do. <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's a tremendous privilege to be able to speak on Pentecost Sunday because we have these great Christian festivals throughout the year. There are seven Jewish festivals. We're going to read about one today. Uh, and they're just opportunities for us to renew and remember and refresh our faith at what these are about. And so this is, I agree with Steve, this is one of the greatest ones because it was the birth of the church. So uh, I, I'm going to pre, I know I only have uh, 10 minutes till your service normally ends, but if you really have to go, feel free to leave because uh, <laughs> I'm going to stay and preach until I feel like I've deposited what God wants to do. I did forget to mention they're making lunch for us downstairs. So if you leave, you lose. Well, that'll really clear the room now. Anyway, um, I want to share a few thoughts about this. Before, some of you may not know my history, but uh, I, I came out of this church. My wife, Mary, and I, who sends her love and greetings to you, uh, about 45 years ago, we were in this church. We were married 43 years ago. We went on our honeymoon, and we came back to Winnipeg to start the church there. And so we've been there ever since. But this December, I retired as the senior pastor of Gateway Church after 43 years. And my final act as a senior pastor on December 30th was to marry our fourth daughter, Bethany. So all our daughters are married now. Thank the Lord for that. And uh, I am working with Salt and Light Central and uh, another organization called Church Renewal now. So it's always a treat for me to come back here. The first few years I moved to Winnipeg, when I would come back here, I would cry every time. I would sit in the pew and just cry because there's so many beautiful, powerful, and formative memories for me growing up here. And I, I, was, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit right over here. And so uh, I'm going to pray for some of you, and I'm going to get you to stand right over here. <laughs> so it's always a treat, and we, we love this church, and we love the, the, the new and the old that is going on. So pleasure to be with you. Okay, if you have your Bibles, if you would open them, please, to uh, Acts chapter 2. Uh, I'm just going to uh, share four verses with you. Acts chapter 2. Verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues like fire appeared to them and rested on each of them, and they were all, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, all, 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 they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
Now, Lord Jesus, we know that you are the baptizer and that you have poured out your spirit without measure. And we are in need of fresh infilling today. Every one of us. I'm in need. Steve's in need. John's in need. David's in need. Tina's in need. Lord, we are all in need of a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you. There's no reluctance on your side. And so we open our hearts and our minds and our appetite to you and say, Lord, would you do something profound and powerful today in my life and in our life? Amen. When the day of Pentecost arrived, I love that little phrase, and I think it could say when the, when the day of Pentecost finally arrived, because it was planned. It wasn't random. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't some strange thing that happened. It was planned from the beginning, and we know that because it happened on one of Israel's big feasts, the Feast of Weeks the Feast of the Harvest. And it's called Pentecost because it's 50 days after Jesus' death and resurrection. So if you're new here today and you don't know the story, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, a miraculous birth. He grew up as a human being, fully God, fully man. And when he was 30, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then he began his ministry, which is a beautiful example for us. If Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the kingdom of God and the work God had given him to do, so do we. He gave us an example to follow. And for three and a half years, Jesus traveled around a little area of planet Earth, and he preached the gospel of the kingdom. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He operated in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then at the right time, the exact time, on Passover, he died. He suffered and died on a cross, was buried, and on the third day, resurrected from the dead. And then the Bible tells us that for 40 days, 15, at least 15 times, he appeared to his followers, over 500 of them. And then he said goodbye, and he was lifted up. He, it's called the ascension. He ascended into heaven. Oh, before he did... He said to his disciples, I want you to go into Jerusalem and wait. Wait for the promised Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. And then he promised them, you will be clothed with power from on high. And then he waved goodbye. They watched him go up. 
They went back to Jerusalem, and Acts 1 tells us, in verse 14, they waited. And how did they wait? Twiddling their thumbs? Scrolling through their phones? Playing games? Watching videos? How did they wait? They were praying. Acts 1 verse 14 says, And when they had entered, they went to the upper room where they were staying with Peter, James, John, John. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer. They were, they were calling on the name of the Lord. And I believe it's because there was a desperation in them. And if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we need a desperation. Jesus said, if any of you thirst, let him drink. And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. The greatest attraction to being filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit is thirst, it's desperation, it's desire. And, and if we're not thirsty, we can ask the Lord to make us thirsty. Steve talked about how that works. Well, after 10 days, so now we have a total of 50 days, Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And I want to encourage you today. Four times these four verses say all were filled. Each one received. This is not for special people. This is for everyone. Every one of us. And we need this. Christianity is not some intellectual ascent. Christianity is about the resurrection life and power of Jesus Christ operating through us. And that comes through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I, I've said this to you before. I'm going to say it again. The Holy Spirit is not an it, not a force, not an experience. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity, a holy person. And we can relate to the Holy Spirit as our very best friend. He is the Spirit of Jesus. When Jesus said in John 14, verse 16, he said, I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper. Jesus said, it's to your advantage I leave. Because if I don't leave, he won't come. But I've asked the Father, he will give you another helper helper. And there's two words in the New Testament for another. One means similar. The other word means 
exactly identical in every way. And that's the word Jesus used. I'm going to give you an exact identical helper just like me in every way. And lastly, verse 4 says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. There's four uh, verbs that Jesus uses when he talks about the Holy Spirit's coming. The first one is you will be clothed with power from on high. That means to be enveloped, like putting on a coat. The second one in Acts 1 verse 5, he said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That word means immerse, submerge, surrounded in every way. It's the same as water baptism. And we believe water baptism isn't sprinkling, it's immersion. It's totally submerged. That's what he's saying. You'll be submerged in the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, you will receive Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That word come upon means he takes you over. And that's the key to being baptized, filled, refilled, constantly filled, is surrendering control to the Holy Spirit. And lastly... Jesus said, be filled, and that word filled means overflowing. Not just up to the top, it means overflowing and bubbling over. I want to emphasize one thing this morning and invite you to come and receive this one manifestation of the Spirit. There are three things Jesus talks about when we're filled with the Spirit. One is we receive power. That is divine ability to live life. Secondly, we receive gifts. And the gift that's mentioned here is speaking in other tongues. And it just so happened on the day of Pentecost, they were actual languages that they'd never learned but they were given supernaturally, and that resulted in a big harvest. But there's also the gift of tongues in prayer. And I'm going to invite you, if you don't speak in tongues, but you would like to, I'm going to invite you this morning to come forward and receive the gift of tongues. And I'll tell you why that's so important. And thirdly, Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. You will do what Jesus did. Come like Jesus in love and all those great things. Move in Jesus' power and the gifts. Now, I don't believe that tongues is the definitive sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe love is. Romans 5 verse 5 says that the Holy Spirit has been shed abroad in your life, your life and the love of God has been poured out in your life. That to me is the definitive sign. Tongues is no good if there's no love. But tongues, I think, is the most precious gift of the Holy Spirit. 
because it's the only one that I am personally edified. All the other gifts are for other people. But tongues is for me. Tongues is what builds me up. Tongues is what helps keep me filled with the Holy Spirit. Tongues increases your communion with God. It gives you direct contact. It bypasses your mind. It bypasses your anxieties. If you're an anxious person, one of the ways to overcome that is to speak in tongues. Out loud. Not for three seconds. Maybe three minutes. Maybe 30 minutes. But it's a gift that helps us overcome the anxieties of life. It enlarges our capacity and sensitivity to the presence of God. It edifies us, 1 Corinthians 14 says, builds us up. It increases our ability to move in the gifts of the Spirit. It increases our awareness of God speaking to us and through us. You know, I flew in to um, uh, Vancouver here on Thursday, and I usually never put anything in the, the pocket, the seat pocket in front of me. And you'll know why in a minute. But I was charging my phone, and so I dropped my phone in there, and I plugged my, my, the cord in. And when we landed, I was talking to the people next to me, and, and uh, uh, the plane had pulled up the thing. I pulled the cord out, and I started putting it. I put it away in my, in my uh, pack sack. And I got up, and I'm standing, waiting for the plane to disembark. And about five seconds before my row was to disembark, I got a phone call. And uh, it, it goes in my hearing aid, so I can hear it in my head. So I heard this <laughs> So I reached in my pocket to pull my phone out. No phone there, no phone there, no phone there. Now I'm panicked. And I went through my bag, no phone there. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, it's in the pocket. I reached in, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I had an encounter with God and gratitude. I was so, I was so blessed. And as soon as I got the phone, boom, my row was going. And I'm walking out and I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, Jesus, thank you. That would have been a disaster. I don't know where I would have been. It would have been in the phone pocket. It's a nightmare to go back into the... Anyhow, I thought, who called me at that moment? So I went out, I stopped, I, I looked at my, it was my daughter, Bethany. I phoned Bethany and I said, hey, Beth. She said, oh, hi, Dad. I said, what did you want? She said, oh, I didn't want anything. I just had an urge to call you at the exact moment. Now, that, that for me was just a little a little expression of the Holy Spirit's goodness in our lives. And the more aware we are of him, the more he wants to help us. He's the helper. His number one priority is to help you with everything in your life. But we can sometimes be so insensitive. We might meet him in our devotions the rest of the day. 
we're on our own. But that's not how he wants us to live. He wants us to live filled, refilled, constantly in communion and fellowship. He helps us resist temptation. He builds up our faith and keeps us in the love of God, Jude 20 says. And praying in tongues makes it easy to pray at all times in the Holy Spirit. Let's stand together. Now, I know lunch is beckoning. I want you to be really free to go to lunch. I, I do not like to have reluctant people to pray for. So if you want to go for lunch, please feel free. God bless you. I felt the Lord say, there are some desperate people here today. And you're the ones Jesus wants to minister to. And if you're a teenager or a young adult and you're hungry for Jesus and you've never spoken in tongues, don't know if you're filled with the Spirit, I want to invite you to come because this will revolutionize your life. We are meant to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts I'm saying, Lord, we need to see more of this gift is the gifts of healing, plural. There's so many people sick after COVID and the pandemic. And I think the church needs to rise in this area and minister this kind of healing. So I'm just, I'm going to pray and I'm going to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you if you're one of those people. And if there's nobody, then we'll all go for lunch together. We'll have a wonderful time. But if, if you're desperate, then Jesus is going to meet you and immerse you and release you, and empower you. Lord, we're so grateful for your gift of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will just touch and call those people. Lord, if there's anyone here, you would touch them and call them and fulfill all that's in your heart for your glory, for our renewal and empowering, and for the advancement of your kingdom. And Lord, I'm asking you to release not just the gift of tongues, but I'm asking you to release other gifts this morning. All that's in your heart we want to see your renewal, your awakening, your reviving. Come to this place in a fresh chapter, in a fresh season. In Jesus, your wonderful and powerful name, amen.
Now, if that's you, if you felt God speaking to you, I want you to come forward, and Steve and John and David and some of us will be here. Just come and stand at the front here, and we'll pray for you. Up. You can just line up across the front here. Yeah. You can just be opening your heart up to the Lord. Just, Jesus, what do you want to give me? What do you want from Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, no, we need some help here, but you, there are some of the elders' wives who can come and pray with some of the ladies, some of the men who can come and pray with the men. Uh, there's no special appointment here for those who can pray. Uh, so can have some elders and wives coming, please, and let's just, let's just pray. John, come. Yes. And let's just open our hearts. Father, we do ask you to send down your Holy Spirit and to meet people where they are this morning. We want to pray you meet people in power with your Holy Spirit, with the gift of tongues, with gifts of healing as well. Those who need a touch from God, we want to pray you do that in the name of Jesus. So we ask you to release your Holy Spirit. Now, individuals, just come and, uh, and, and pray. Do step forward and pray. 